Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rhema.org.au forward slash media. I wanted to say to our online audience, uh, we're going to do a message that on the laying on of hands, but I, I want to encourage you to stay tuned because at the end, we're going to have ministry even though we're teaching on the laying on of hands, we are going to have a ministry where we're releasing the authority and declaring things and having a, th- that kind of ministry. So please do not think this is not for you also. It, it will be for everyone. And then also just for our Sunday night, just I'd like to just give you like what our vision is. So there's just three things that we uh, want to happen with Sunday nights. And I'll, I have to see those on the board, Laura, if you put them up first, because I don't have them in my notes. There's, so if you can put that first screen up. So our vision is to see people healed and not suffering. And I think every Christian would be on that page. If you have the love of God in you, <laughs> you want to see people healed and not suffering. So that's vision. And then to see others take healing to their sphere of influence. So you might be here and you're not sick, but we want to teach on different things about healing so we can all take that to where we have influence, to where we rub shoulders with people in our world, and then to teach the methods and ways of God on healing. And then also, um, as we look, these are just different ways that you can see if you, and so who's ever watching online, you can look at this over and over again. Who's ever here can take a, a picture of this. But these are the different ways that God heals. You can do the next screen. I'm, I'm just for time, so I have more time to minister tonight. I'm not going to talk about all of them, but you can just go eat, leave each screen up for a little while and go through the screens, Laura. And then uh, and everyone, can you can look at that later. So tonight, is that the last one? There it is. So there was three screens. So that's just, you can find all those. There's the scriptures, you know, there's just, Jesus just set, showed us. In the, and then even in the Acts of the Apostles, we just see things uh, there. And, and you learn how to minister just reading and looking at those. So tonight, you know, there's like methods of healing. And then when you look in the word, there were some unusual things that happened. You can't, a method is something that happens over and over again. And you see that when Jesus walked in, he did the same thing over and over. You can call that a method. But then there were times that Jesus only did some things once. He spit in the dirt, in the clay, and made spittle and put it on somebody's eyes. Never did it again. And so, you know, that's why even for all of us, I never, I have not yet spit on dirt and made, because unless the Lord gives me that, I, it was something Jesus got a word to do. And you can see that even in the Old Testament, the leper, he said to the leper, go wash in, in, a, in, a, in a pool that was dirty. And the, the leper, he struggled with that, but that was the word he got. So those, those are not methods. And so for any of us, I mean, I've, I've been in meetings where somebody got direction to punch somebody in the stomach that had a tumor and the tumor shrunk. Well, you be, that's not a method and you better not do that unless you get a word, et cetera. So we're going to look at something that tonight that you can do over and over again. It's a method, and that's the difference. And so even for unusual things, I, I remember, and I've probably told this story before, but uh, we were in Colorado. Patsy's brother was a youth, youth pastor on staff years ago uh, when he was a lot younger. And we were going to go, it was the last day of the meetings. 
we were going to go snow skiing after the meetings finished up in Colorado in the mountains. But his knee, he, was, he needed to go get an operation on his knee. And uh, I didn't know any of this. He was up on a roof working, and he got injured that day uh, put, doing roofing. Well, we're in the meeting, but during the day when I'm praying, I saw myself point to him and say, if you'll run around the church, you'll be healed. And I almost forgot it. You know, when we get those things, it's good to write them down. But after I ministered and everything, I, it came back to me. And I, I pointed at him, and he did it, and he went skiing. And he's a good skier. He's the only one that didn't fall down that day. I fell down so many times that I had to go back to the clubhouse. I wasn't used to the, you know, the 9,000 feet above sea level stuff, and I kept get falling down and getting up. That tires you out. So I just went back and drank hot chocolate and sat in the, in the, in the, in the ski lodge and, and waited for them to come back. And Patsy's family came back like five hours later or something. They can just ski all day. They grew up in there in the mountains. So anyway, so those are just unusual. But here's like a scripture we want to start off with, Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 1. It says... Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection or maturity. And so these things bring maturity that they're talking about. So if you understand these things, you're going to be what you would call a mature Christian. And then here's some of the things that's good to understand. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. And I won't make comments because we won't finish. Then uh, of the doctrine of baptisms. And then here's what we want to see of the laying on of hands. So the laying on of hands is considered, there is like a doctrine of laying on of hands. Now you notice in verse one, it has the word foundation there. And so here's what foundation in that particular, that particular Greek word, it, it means that which is put down. So when it's talking about a foundation, that which is put down. Now I've done building, uh, I'm not a builder, but I've done all kinds of different works. And anyone knows that if you're going to build a house, you need to dig down first and put the foundation and then you start building. And so uh, when it talks about that which is put down, it's talking about a foundation. These are the six basic doctrines of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ and they need to be put down. And then doctrine, that word, it means, it simply means that which was taught. So when we talk about doctrine, we're talking about that which was taught. So there is a doctrine of the laying on of hands, and it's a foundation that needs to be laid down for people in the church. So I've heard things like this, and you know, I understand because I was in traveling ministry and, and various ministries, and then you get the pastor's anointing, and the pastor's known, he's, the pastor has dignity, and the traveling minister has urgency, you know, and you know, they all have to get along. So I used to be the urgency guy, and you make some statements. So the statement is like, there's going to come a day that, that people are just going to get healed sitting in their seats all the time, and, and there's not going to be anyone laying hands. There's not going to be a big shot minister, and it's almost like they're almost like going after ministers that lay hands like they're big shots. But I want to say, you know, anybody that is in obedience to the Lord is going to lay hands on people. So people will get healed in their seats, and it will happen, but we still need to lay hands on the sick. They're all good. They're all good, so thank God for the balance. So we... As long as the church exists, we're not going to stop laying hands on people. And it's very interesting how easy it is to slide away from the laying on of hands. You know, it's like it's, uh, it, it, it's not done a lot of times where it could be done and there could be wonderful results. And so we'll look into this. Um, so the doctrine of the laying on of hands, we could say this. Laying on of hands is done in obedience to God as we obey him, the law of contact and transmission 
is set in operation. Okay, and I have that on a screen, so I don't know if that's available, uh, but it's good to see that. But it's, it, this, the laying on of hands is done in obedience to God as we obey him, the law of contact and transmission is set in operation. So there is a spiritual law. It's the law of contact and transmission. The contact, the touch, transmits the healing power of God. It, it's, it's a doctrine. It's, it's like there's teaching on it. You can go through the Bible. I mean, I'm just doing a little snippet. There's so much stuff on it in the Bible. You know, and so that's why it's one of the six basic doctrines of the church. The Lord Jesus Christ wants us to practice the laying on of hands. And, I, and I'm not talking about laying empty hands on empty heads and playing church and getting like weird or anything. It's, it's like, it's nothing to get weird with, okay? But it's, it's really an important part of the church. So here's just some components. Laying on of hands is a tangible substance, not ceremonial practice. So we just want to talk about that a little. The laying on of hands is a tangible substance. It's not a ceremonial practice. And one reason I say that is because I grew up in a denominational church. And, and, and the, when I grew up, you know, you, they wore ceremonial clothing, you know, a lot of like vests and robes and hats and all that stuff. And we had these ceremonial things. But you can almost say that, that it's like a form of godliness and it denies the power but when we're talking about the church of the Lord Jesus Christ and we're talking about the laying on of hands, there is, it's tangible. It's not a ceremonial practice. It's a tangible thing, okay? And so it's really important that we know that, okay? So look, in the, these scriptures here, like Leviticus chapter 16 and verse 21, this may appear to be ceremonial. So like it said, that's the Old Testament. It says he will lay both of his hands on the goat's head and confess over it all the wickedness, rebellion, and sins of the people of Israel. In this way, he will transfer the people's sin to the head of the goat. Then a man specially chosen for the task will drive the goat into the wilderness. And, and so here, even in the Old Testament, this was practice where uh, you know, the sins of the people were transferred over to a goat, then he went out into the wilderness. It was before Jesus' sacrifice, and that was, it was done that way. So you could say, well, is that symbolic or ceremonial, or what is it? But when we look in the Old Testament, there was still tangible power with laying on of hands. Here's like an example, Numbers 27 and verse 18. It says, the Lord replied, take Joshua, the son of Nun, who has the spirit in him, and lay your hands on him. And then Moses did that. You know, just a, a number of verses. It says, Moses laid his hands on him in verse 23 and commissioned him to lead the people just as the Lord had commanded through Moses. So he did exactly what he was told to do. And then here's the result in the book of Deuteronomy uh, 34, 9. It says, now Joshua, son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom for Moses had laid hands on him. And so to say that laying on of hands is ceremonial is not correct. It's not a ceremony. It's tangible. There is tangible power when it comes to laying on of hands. So we shouldn't treat it as a ceremony. It, it, it's, it's a holy thing. You know, the Bible talks about raising holy hands. It's, you know, like, like our hands, holy can mean set apart, but holy can mean that God flows through our hands. 
Uh, so we're, we're not talking about ceremonial things. We're talking about tangible power that can flow through our hands. And, and it's really important to remind ourselves, uh, destinies can be changed in households. Destinies can be changed in households where a parent lays hand on the child and the child, the whole, a dying child, the whole destiny can turn around, complete healing, and that child lives a long life right in the household. You know, and I think about, uh, I think Annie's sitting here, and I remember one Sunday that I, I did a scripture that had nothing to do uh, with healing, really. It, I, was on the, I was talking about we're blessed coming in and we're blessed going out. It was like along the lines of protection and various things. But Annie got like a word, so talk about something unusual. This is an unusual thing. Annie got a word, and when she got home, she was going back and forth across the, the uh, what do you call that, the door? The threshold, thank you. And she kept saying, I'm blessed coming in, I'm blessed going out. And she was seriously sick, and she came away healed. So that was like a, a, a rhema word for her on something that had nothing to do. That's something unusual. You really can't do that over and over again. But the laying on of hands, it's a method, and we can do that over and over again, okay? And it works the same way. So I'm going to get into some of the things that help make it work tonight. But then let's, let's look at this, um, some examples of tangible power in substance. In 2 Kings 13 and verse 20, that says, Then Elisha died and was buried. Groups of Moabite, Moabite raiders used to invade the land each spring. Once when the Israelites were buying a, burying a man, not buying a man, they spied a band of these raiders. So they hastily threw the corpse into the tomb of Elisha and fled. Now look at this. But as soon as the body touched Elijah's bones, the dead man revived and jumped to his feet. Now one, and I don't want to use time on this, but one older minister said once, that in order for that to happen, there had to be three gifts of the Spirit in operation. Three manif the, 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 the gifts of the Spirit, there had to be three different ones coming to manifestation for that to happen. So right in the bones of Elijah, talk about tangible, talk about touch and tangible power. Right in the bones of Elijah, uh, a, a dead prophet's bones, three spiritual gifts were in operation to raise somebody from the dead. How much more for us that are living should we believe that power can flow through our hands? And, uh, and so we're, we're going to look at some things along those lines. Look at this one in Acts chapter 19 and verse 11. It says, and God was doing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons that had touched his skin were carried away to the sick. And their diseases left them, and the evil spirits came out of them. Now, I know sometimes when we, we read, oh, well, Paul was an apostle and God was doing something extraordinary and that probably won't happen with me. Well, I, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, we all have to, everybody's personality is different. So there's some personalities that may be tempted to think more highly of them themselves than they ought. And then there's others that might think more lowly than they ought. I happen to be that one sometimes I think more lowly of myself, so I, I don't think I'm like a big shot or anything, but I've laid hands on cloth, and there's been some really true things that happened, like proof of people that were healed. And so even though it says we, we shouldn't shy away from things, you might have a relative, and you, you, know, you could lay hands on the cloth and mail it to them in another country, another state. Like, don't, don't, uh, don't think that you're not worthy for your hands to be used that way. So it's just, uh, we need to think bigger. 
we, we need to keep thinking in line with the word, okay? So you can see that, that there's nothing ceremonial about that. He laid hands on cloth. The cloth was taken to another location. And when the cloth, it, it, it says their diseases left them. But look at this. And the evil spirits came out of them. There's so much power in touch, the flow of the power of God, that without even speaking, they laid cloth on somebody in another location and never said a word, and it drove devils out. This is what we're talking about. This is how powerful and how profitable the laying on of hands is. Now, Jesus himself was a big believer in the laying on of hands. And you see that in Luke chapter 4 and verse 40. It says, now when the sun was setting, all those who had any, uh, all those who had any who were sick, all those who had any who were sick, okay, that, that makes sense, sorry about that, with various diseases brought them to him and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. So I always think about this scripture when, when I, I think there's different ways and there's methods and so many things can happen but Jesus himself really believed in the laying on of hands. He laid hands on every single one. There were multitudes of people, and he laid hands on every single one. He was a very big believer in the laying on of hands. Okay, now I don't know if you watched The Chosen, and uh, there were parts of The Chosen that were just, just a few parts that could be discouraging because Jesus was out doing his thing and the disciples were back around the campfire and they weren't even there. It was like Jesus is doing his thing and we're just sitting around the campfire, you know, kind of confused and talking, you know what I mean? And it's like, hello, like you could actually be watching Jesus minister to people and you're like back at the campfire. Anyway, just a little side journey there. They weren't born again yet and they had no idea how powerful the laying on of hands were, okay? I think as, as the church, the more of us that realize, it's, it's like there can be corporate faith. It's wonderful to have corporate faith. And I've been in settings where sometimes, you know, you have, we used to do meetings back in the day when it was a real meeting season where you did week long and two weeks. And we did it with maybe three couples, six, and every, all, all the, they were all ministers. And so if you weren't ministering that night, it was easy to unplug or it was easy to think, well, I, I wish I was doing that. But that's kind of like the lower way of doing it. It's like a greater way when you actually put, there's a corporate faith. And if you're not the one doing it, you're really, really in faith with the one that is doing it because you care about people and you want to see people get healed. You know, and sometimes there, there, there's just this thing where you're thinking, well, I wish it was me. No, let's, we're all in it together. We're all in it together. Praise the Lord. Okay, so um, let's talk about this. The law of faith works with the laying on of hands. There's a spiritual law of faith, but there's also the spiritual law, the laying on of hands, the law of contact and transmission. Let's talk a little bit about how they can work together. So like in Mark chapter 3, you see these people, they had great expectation that's what you call faith. In, in Mark 3.10, it says, For he had healed many, so that all who had diseases pressed around him to touch him. 
That's what you call expectancy in faith. Now, isn't it interesting, the only place that people didn't do this to Jesus was his hometown. And so what does that tell you? Well, it tells you that familiarity can be an enemy in a lot of different ways. And one of the ways is even the laying on of hands, okay? And so um, it's not always the greatest benefit to get close to the person ministering. But like husband and wife is an example, there were times that in the middle of the night, Patsy woke up, and I know I, I talk about this, but to me it's significant because we know each other. We've been married now for over 30 years. And so, you know, she knows my little quirks and I know her little quirks, but she can wake up in the middle of the night in pain and grab my hand and put it on her. She's able to wade through all of that stuff. I'm familiar with you and she can believe that power flows out of my hand and she was healed and vice versa. And so this is something that we're responsible to do. So there's two sides of the laying on of hands. There's the side that the person laying on of hands, but then there's that other side, the person on the side where they're having hands laid on them. What do they believe is coming through that person? And we're going to look at it here in a second. But then look at this one more scripture about this, and then I'll get into some other stuff. Mark chapter 6 and verse 55, it says, They ran throughout the whole area, carrying sick people on mats, to whoever they heard he was, wherever they heard he was, and then look at this, wherever he went in villages, cities, or, or the countryside, they brought the sick out to the marketplace, and look at this, they begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe, and all who touched him were healed. That didn't happen in his hometown. They weren't begging for anything. They actually, you know, made comments like, you know, were offend, they were offended at him because they said, hey, this is the carpenter's son. They saw him as a carpenter and not the Christ. You know, Christ means the anointed one. They, they, they wouldn't put him in that category. You know, it's great when the whole body of Christ, we respect one another. We respect the gift of God that's in each person. So Patsy respects what's in me and I respect what's in her. And we, we you know, we don't allow familiarity to set in. So if she's teaching, I can receive from her, like not as a wife, but as a, the gift on the inside and vice versa. But also if I say, hey, lay hands on me and agree with me, the, these, these might seem like little things. I like to say it this way. There's a fine line between having miracles and not. In the hometown of Jesus, there was that fine line. He had miracles and everything everywhere. It was just exploding everywhere. He goes into his hometown and that little fine line of familiarity it made a separation and not a whole lot happened. Uh, so so these, these things are, make a big difference. So with all that said, I'm gonna just like talk about four things here and uh, not take real long, but these four things, it's, it's to help prepare who's, if you're going to lay hands or if you're gonna have hands laid on you, here's some practical things to help prepare you. Here's the first one, listen to the right stuff. Now, if you do watch movies about Jesus, and even in, you know, you see it even in the most recent, The Chosen, there were naysayers. You know, some, the Roman government and even the Jews, they were trying to say it was all set up, and it was like, like Jesus, it was like a play, and it was like, a, like he set something up, and it really didn't happen. People were saying they were healed, but it was all fake. They did that way back in the day of Jesus. So you want to listen to the right stuff, because today... 
there's plenty of people that deny the power of God, the form of godliness, but denying the power. There's plenty of that going around. You can find it on YouTube. You can find it on radio stations, Christian radio stations. You know, back in the day when I was a younger Christian, you could listen to the same radio station and there's one person coming on saying God is good and he heals. There's another person coming on saying God is going to judge you. And, and it was like all this stuff back and forth, you know. So you want to make sure you're listening to the right stuff. Okay. So like here, here you know, um, in Mark chapter 5 and verse 25, notice this. It says this woman, she had a flow of blood for 12 years. Suffered many things for many physicians. She has spent all that she had and was better, no better, but rather grew worse. Now, she heard things, and uh, I appreciate doctors because they can let you know, they can let us know, us Christians know, which direction can we point our faith. So thank God, and, and doctors keep people alive long enough. Some people would be dead. They, the doctors kept them alive long enough for them to get healed. Like some incurable things, doctors can prolong life and if somebody gets into the word they can end up being healed and live a good long life so thank God for doctors but this lady was hearing from everyone except Jesus and then in verse number 27 it says when she heard about Jesus she heard the right thing and what she heard caused her to do something different okay so the first thing when it comes to preparing to have hands laid on you or if you're going to lay hands you need to listen to the right stuff and the right stuff will always empower the right stuff will spark faith the right stuff will say hey this lady said uh, when she when she heard about Jesus she came she did something she came in the press and she touched him and it was something really simple that she heard and we're going to look at it. So I, I won't get ahead. So that's the first thing. You want to make sure you're listening to the right stuff. Just because somebody's on YouTube or just because somebody has a title in front of their name or at the end of their name doesn't mean what they say is correct. Okay? So God sent his son. Jesus paid a great price. And the Bible says that he took our sickness. He took our sickness and he took our disease. And so whose report do we believe? I choose to believe his report. Here's the second thing. Uh, you want to believe power is flowing out of the hands laid on you. So I already said, you know, it, it, like it, for me, if somebody, if I'm going to have somebody lay hands on me, no matter who it is, I'm going to believe power is flowing out of those hands. And so what you see here in Luke chapter 9 and verse uh, 6 and verse 19, it says, everyone tried to touch him and look at this because healing power went out from him. They believe that. They believe that. So in the middle of the night, when Patsy grabs my hand, she believed that power would come. If I asked her, I believe that. So it, it doesn't matter if she has a title in front of her name or at the end, or I have a title. It's like, and we're going to look at the scripture later, but Christians with no title except Christian, Christ-like, you know, can you believe that power flows from those hands? And of course, I know there, there's, um, and I, I won't get into that tonight. I'm, I'm, let me just go. So this story, I wanna, I'd like to tell this story real quick. 
and I've said it before, but two friends of mine, I used to travel in a singing group with them, and they happened to both be singers in the group. And one of them was so cool and dressed so cool, and the other one was so old-fashioned. And, you know, there used to be these old-fashioned dress shoes that they, you know, they really were unusual shoes. I don't know if they, I, I have a pair that I took, of, you know, and, and they're old-fashioned. These guys are, the one guy that was old-fashioned is my age. We were only a few months apart. We're friends. The other guy was a little younger than us, but he was like Mr. Cool. And he was so, in a sense, he went out and used his own money and bought all of us in the singing group, all the guys, he bought us a suit because he just couldn't handle the way we dressed. He, he, it really bothered him. So he, he's really cool. And he, he had the money. He, he, he recorded his own albums, and he, he was selling a lot of albums, and he had money. So he went out and bought all of us a suit because he just wanted to help us. So they, this is then, we're out of the group, and we're out, and years have gone by, and he gets invited to, do, uh, uh, to go to a church to do ministry. He didn't know the other person to do the ministry with him. It was like so many days of a conference was the guy that wasn't cool. So it's Mr. Cool and Uncool together. But he unexpectedly got really sick before the meeting. And he was gonna, knew he was going to struggle even doing the meeting because he got sick. And the Lord spoke to him and said, if you have, and I'm not going to say names to protect the innocent, if you have so-and-so lay hands on you, you'll be healed. And he goes, oh, I don't want. it was really tough for him to think that I'm going to receive from that guy. You see what I'm saying? He, he didn't like the guy's personality. He thought he was like not cool at all. And he thought me receiving from him, I'm just saying there's that fine line that makes a difference. Well, he decided to listen to the Lord and he worked on himself. You know, they, it was the day before the meeting started. He worked on himself and prepared himself. And so when they went to the first night, he went up to uh, somebody that should have been a closer friend. That it never happened. And he said, I'm not feeling well. Can you lay hands on me? And he humbled himself and received and he was healed. And they had a great meeting. You, you, you see these kind of things. Sometimes people say, I wonder why that's not working. Well, there's a number of reasons why it could not be working, you see. And so we just have to humble ourselves sometimes and be able to receive, all right? So um, in Mark chapter 16 then, in, in, in verse 17 and 18, it says, And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues. And then look at this. This, this is for every believer. In, in verse 18 it says, They will pick up serpents, with their hands, and that's not really what we want to look at. Don't, don't worry. Um, don't make too big a thing out of that right now, uh, unless you want to go over to Broome, Australia, where the brown snakes are. But um, I was there. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. Then look at this. They will lay hand, their hands on the sick, and they will recover. This says, if you believe. So it's not talking about apostles, prophets, teachers. It's not talking about that but it's talking about every believer. So why am I bringing that up? Well, you know, my friend had to humble himself because my other friend was a believer. And the Lord said, have him lay hands on you. So we can actually humble ourselves when we are in need and, and we can humble ourselves and ask another believer to lay hands on us, okay? And it's really up to us. Here's what Harold Horton said. He said, the laying on of hands, as in Mark 16, 18, 
So he's talking about the scripture we just read. Harold Horton, he's up with the Lord now. He was one of the wonderful guys from England, one of the, you know, one of the guys that laid foundation down for Pentecostal doctrine in England. And so he said, the laying on of hands, as in Mark 16, 18, is not limited to those possessing the gifts of healings. In other words, there is a manifestation of the spirit. It's one of the spiritual gifts. It's called the gifts of healings. It's a manifestation. So he's saying, now that's this Mark 16, 18, that's not limited to that. So not everyone has the manifestation on the gifts of healings. What he's saying is, this is for, he said, it is an act of faith for any believer. Wanted to make sure that I got that any believer capitalized as the context shows, for on the promise contained in it, the Lord will graciously heal in response to living faith. The only condition here is believing, verse 17. So you see, every believer can lay hands on the sick, and it's not the manifestation of the Holy Spirit as in the, one of the nine gifts of the Spirit where it's gifts of healings, which one day we'll teach on that. Or, but, but this is like for every believer. But notice how he says, in response to living faith. And so the person laying on hands, they should be, have faith and believe power flows out of their hands, but the person having hands laid on them should do the same and believe there's power coming out of the hands that are being that are laid on them. So number three, then believe the healing power flows into you. So Mark 5, 28, for she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. In other words, she believed if she could get to Jesus, power would go into her. So if you're here tonight, we're going to lay hands. And these are the things, if you can believe who's ever laying hands on you, power's coming out. But then if you can also believe the power's gonna go into you and it's going to do something, this is the lady with the issue of blood. She heard about Jesus. She heard something very simple, that power was going out of him. She, she said, if I can get to him and he touches me, power's gonna go into me. Those are like real simple things. It's not real heavy doctrine or anything. There's a lot more heavy, there's a lot other doctrine that's a lot heavier than that. That's what you call simple. And, and so, and it's not about feelings. It's really important. So tonight we're gonna lay hands here soon, but it's not about feelings. So don't look for a feeling. Um, I've laid hands on people and sometimes I haven't felt anything and some of the things that happened were amazed me. There's other times that I lay hands and I could really sense a lot of heat in my hands and also people were healed, but I, you can't go by feelings. It's, it's a faith thing. So don't look for a feeling. It, it's, it's, uh, it, it's more like, how can we say it? I'm gonna make sure I say this right. We should focus as a believer you want to focus on scripture. So the scripture says, if a believer lays hands on the sick, they shall recover. You don't focus on the feeling, you focus on the scripture. Okay, don't look for the feeling. Believe the scripture. That's the easy way to say it. Okay, number four and the last thing is then simply believe his healing power is continues to work in you. And I think I have an extra word in there. Believe his healing power is continuing to work. Should be continuing. Little typo that I did. Now, this, this reminds me of a story. Um, uh, 
you have to help me again. I was, many years ago, we were not only married, what, two, three years, and so it's like 30 years ago, I went up to the New England states, and uh, she, we were kind of in a little, for a little season, I was doing some meetings, traveling, and she was back in town teaching at the Bible school. So I went to this uh, place up in New England area, and uh, there was a, a lady that drove one hour uh, for one specific reason. Her baby, when she had the baby, it wasn't developing, so the baby couldn't walk, didn't even crawl. Then what was the other ones? Uh, um, was it couldn't hear? Or, it was like three major things wrong with the baby. And so I taught on the lane on a hands. You know, I, like I, I have done these things over and over again. It's, it's like if it's a method, you know, and it works the same way. Now, I actually put a brand new teaching together for tonight, all different. I just threw it together differently because I, I don't like to coast. I like to keep working and studying. Everyone's different. So this, this is a range different than I ever taught it before. But I've taught these a lot of times, but I, it's the same thing, and it works the same way. So I taught on the laying on of hands. And so then she brought her baby up, and I laid hands. I didn't feel anything. She probably didn't feel anything, but I made one comment to her. I said, keep the switch of faith turned on. And then I explained to her what that meant. And I said, here's what I mean by that. When I laid hands on your baby, the power of God went into your baby. Now, so every time you think about it, you say when the baby couldn't talk, baby couldn't talk. It was a toddler and the baby couldn't talk. It's coming back. I should have wrote it down. Um, so every time you think about it, you say when, and back then I wasn't a pastor, so I, I don't know what she called me. I just, I probably told her Tony, whatever. I said, you say every time, every time you think about it, say when Tony laid hands on my baby, the power of God went in to my child and the power of God is working in my child to bring about a healing and a cure. She drove one hour back home and it, it, there was nothing at first that she saw, but when she set the baby down on the, on the, in the house, it was really cold in the winter time up there. She took off her winter coat and right those closets where you come right into the front door and they have a little coat closet. She went to hang her coat up in the coat closet and she sees her baby crawling across the floor for the first time. So what she did is she, she kept, she believed the healing power was continuing to work in her child. So where some people go wrong is they'll, they'll, go, to, they'll go to a healing and, and then there's wrong doctrine that comes out of it. Somebody just runs in and listens for the first time they hear about healing, they don't know anything else. Somebody lays hands on them. They really weren't prepared to have hands. They don't know anything about it. Nothing happens. They go away and say, well, I guess God doesn't heal or I guess it doesn't work for everyone. I guess it wasn't God's will. And there's all kind of things. Well, the opposite of that is like, see what the Bible says, believe what it says, and then mix your faith with that. So this lady, keep the switch of faith turned on, she, she said that and she believed that. And, and then a couple years later, Patsy went up and did a ladies' conference up in that part. She came and she, uh, she brought a picture. She didn't bring her baby because it was old, a little older. She said, here's a photo of my baby completely healed. Please take it back to your husband. And so the laying on of hands is not ceremonial. It's tangible power. And, and so we're going to do that tonight. So here's what we're going to do uh, for the remainder of the evening. Uh, there's going to be, for those watching online, there's a team of people here that uh, 
if they have any words of knowledge, et cetera, they're going to come and give those things out. Whatever the Lord says to do, they're going to do it. I'm going to step over here to this side, and if anyone's here in person and you want hands laid on, her, on you, I'm going to be here with Lahima. Lahima, you can go up there, and we're going to start, Lahima and I, and we're going to lay hands over here. So, but, and, and then you guys can come up too and do some music. So we got a few different things going on here. Uh, so, so if anyone has anything, does anyone have anything? Lindy, come on up and start. And then I'm going to move over here. And um, if I had in my heart in uh, Mark chapter 16, Pastor Tony was sharing on this, uh, where these signs will follow those that believe. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. But that's just part of three actual verses. The first verse talks about going into all the world and preaching the gospel, preaching the good news. These signs will follow those who believe. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And then it says that they went out everywhere preaching the word and the Lord was with them confirming the word that was preached and I have got in my heart tonight that Pastor Tony has preached the word and the Holy Spirit the power of the Holy Spirit is here right now to confirm that word now for those of you who may be online and you can't be here physically the Lord wants me to tell you that your hands are healing hands and you can lay hands on yourself and the power of God is present right now to flow through your hands. So if you've got something wrong in your body, you can just lay your hands on your body right now and in the name of Jesus, we release that healing virtue of God. We thank you, Lord, that you confirm this word that's been preached and that healing power is flowing into those bodies right now in the name of Jesus. And I saw in my spirit there's someone who's got a knot in their neck. We just command that knot to go right now in the name of Jesus. It's that you. Put your hand on that knot and release by faith that power of God into that knot. Someone else with a mass on the side of their face. The power of God is being released into that right now. As you lay your own hands on it, you're a believer, you're a child of God. The power of God, the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is flowing through your body to drive that thing out in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I got that. Um, and again, Lindy, what you had about laying hands on your own self. This is for somebody that has had really sharp and shooting pain in the middle of your head. And uh, go ahead and just right now, lay your hand on your head where that shooting pain has been. And in the name of Jesus, the cause and the source of that pain is dealt with right now. And I take authority over the fear that that pain has brought because you have imagined all kinds of horrible things. The devil wants you to take a fear about what that cause is. But in Jesus' name, ha ha, ha ha, no, in Jesus' name, that is not the truth. The truth is, is that right now in his name, your head is healed. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Just leave that hand on your head for a little bit. Amen. While I have my hand on my head, I'm, I'm sensing the anointing going into my own head. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, Madonna, let's just sing a bit. Let's just sing and let that anointing just work in our bodies. Praise God.
Thank you, Lord. Lord, I believe. I believe. Lord, I believe. All things are possible. And Lord, I believe. Say that with this song. Lord, I believe. I believe. Lord, I receive. Oh, Lord, I receive. Yes, that power's working in me. Lord, I receive. It's working in my body. All things are possible. Lord, I receive. Lord, I receive. Lord, I receive. All things are possible. Lord, I receive. The last time we were together uh, for healing, the words that the Lord gave, the specific words that the Lord gave, we got testimony on every single one of them. Some multiple, multiple testimonies on the same word. That Jesus is a healing Jesus. Praise the Lord. Let's just praise him at home. Just lift your hands up. Just right where you are. Hallelujah. He's Lord. And all things are possible to him that believes. We believe. We believe in the laying on of hands. We believe in that law of contact and transmission that the contact of our hands transmits God's healing power. And it is activated by simply believing. Hallelujah. We don't have to struggle. We just receive it. We believe it and we receive it. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Ah, thank you, Lord. You got something. There could be some people here tonight who are watching online. Um, I'm getting um, two areas that the Lord just told me. There are people that have pain on this left side up in their shoulder or this top of their arm. And also people on this left side in their hip area. So if you just lay hands on that now and just release the power of God. Now, if you're a believer, according to Romans 8.11, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. It will give life to your mortal body. And you can release that now as you lay hands on your arm or your top of the shoulder here or on this left hip. And if you're not a believer, that doesn't matter. The power of God is right where you are right now. And you can still lay hands on you and the power of God will be released to you. Because God is a healing God and He wants you well. So just lay hands on that area and believe and receive. And that pain will go out of your body and restoration and healing will come to those parts of your body in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Um, I see 
people acting on the word that uh, Tony had in the message, that you lay your hands on people in your own home and declaring that Jesus is your family physician. It's fine to have a, a GP. It's, it's good to have uh, good qualified professional help in that area. But Jesus is the healer. We look to him as the healer. He's our first line. Praise the Lord. And so uh, I just see a mother laying her hands on her child, not just soothing the child as a mother, as a believer, transmit God's healing power. And dads taking authority over sickness in your home. Praise the name of the Lord. All things are possible to him that believes. Say this, I believe. I believe. So all things are possible to me. Praise the Lord. Jesus is Lord. Amen. Madonna once, once again sing. You're all I need. You're all I need. You're all I need. Jesus, you're all I need. Oh, it's so good to say those words. Tell him. again. the name of the Lord. Once again, we're just so grateful to his healing power, his healing ability. Praise God. We're not afraid of sickness. We're not afraid of disease. We're not afraid of COVID. We're not afraid of anything, not just because we're cocky, but because he is our healer. He is our deliverer. He is the one that our faith is in. Let's put our hands up to him and let's lift up a praise to him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Our trust is in you. You're all I need. You're all we need. Praise the name of the Lord. And our trust is in you. In Jesus' name. And we're so thankful for the laying on of hands. We thank you for this divine commission from Jesus. And we honor Jesus by doing it. We stretch forth our hands, and when we do, you stretch your hand forth, and you heal in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you are commissioned, you are authorized, you are empowered to not only receive by the method of 
laying hands on, you are empowered to bring healing and heal people through that method in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. God bless you. Have a wonderful night. Oh, you have something. Yeah. And that person is cancer free in Jesus' mighty name. It's not coming back. Fear is not going to help you. But believing that you are healed and whatever they are, because I can see a person that is sitting in a wheelchair, in a rocking chair, and you're healed in Jesus' mighty name. He is your healer. He is the one that healed you before. And when He heals somebody, is healed indeed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. That word, the part that you may not have heard was that somebody that has already been healed a time before with, with cancer, you've had a fear of it coming back. So praise the Lord. Take that word. Amen. God bless you and have a wonderful night. Hallelujah. If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at brainer.org.au.